Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is your host, Miss Alice Inspires, and you are tuning into Christian Millennials Chat. You don't have to be rich to achieve your potential. I stand here knowing that my story is part of the larger American story, that I owe a debt to all of those who came before me, and that in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Possible. Hey guys, welcome back to Christian Millennials Chat. I am excited about this part two of Notes to Singles with Dwayne Williams Jr. Last week was so great and I'm excited for you guys to hear the questions and his response to these questions is so powerful and I'm excited because I believe that singles are being empowered to really know how to live purpose out before marriage. This is something that the enemy tries to use to keep us bound but I just believe that there is liberation happening and that God is literally allowing this generation to understand that you are whole you have purpose before he sends your purpose partner so continue to take a listen to this podcast and enjoy this episode because I know I did I'm I'm just you know I'm really just trying to contain myself because there are so many people who have purpose locked up right in their belly and I can see it in the spirit, right? I can see so many people who have purpose locked up in their stomach, but what they refuse to do is just change the, the minerals that they've been surrounding themselves by. They, yeah. they refuse to change, right? They, ref, they refuse to change the, 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 the atmosphere that they've been surrounded by. But once yeah. they change the atmosphere and the atmosphere can consist of people the atmosphere can consist of things once they change the atmosphere i'm trying to i'm trying to help some individuals now because because you don't have to listen we talk about cutting people off no 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 not necessarily cutting people off the word i want to use is stepping back right yeah. there are some people that you need to step back for watching that are not just your friends but they're also your family because they don't they, they won't allow you come on they, they won't allow you to fulfill purpose because they want to keep seeing you in the hang around mode. They want to keep seeing you in the cutter upper mode. But there is a purpose that God has divinely put in your belly. And until you stop trying to be a trendsetter and be an upsetter, oh Lord. Ooh, when, when, you stop, when you stop trying to be a trendsetter and be an upsetter, what, what are you upsetting? You're not upsetting people, you're upsetting the enemy. So sometimes because there is a nasty spirit or a demonic spirit that rests in people, you will upset people and so you just have to live with that why because when you upset the spirit what will happen is it will allow the enemy to know he can't play with you he can't he can't come after you he can't keep playing with your your family your finances your future and there are so many people that have been in a tug of war between trying to be cool and trying to feel purpose but when you step into purpose that's right woo! my god all right let me watch myself here Hallelujah. Let me watch myself Oh, Lord, when you step into purpose, hallelujah. Jesus. Y'all, I'm trying to ask these questions. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, because that is it. There are so many people who struggle. Listen, I tell people, and I'll share this again. um, I tell people there came a point in my life, I'll never forget it. I was 20 and I was in school and the Lord was like, you were here for a season. I didn't call you. 
and I believe in education. So let me, let me say that before I continue, I believe in education. Um, but the Lord was like, I, in this season of your life, you can't continue to go to college. I have more plans for you. And he called me to start a business and my parents were upset. And I want to say this to someone who's listening. You have to care about the voice of God more than you do care about people's opinions. I've lived it and they were upset and folks didn't understand why I was doing that because I'm not dumb. I had a 4.0 GPA when I finished, when I um, dropped out and the Lord was like, you need to go, you need to do what I'm calling you to do. And it took about three to four years after my parents saw how successful I had become to say, you know what? I understand. And I thank God that you did not do what we wanted you to do, but you stepped out and you believe what God said. And so what I'm telling you is there comes a point where you cannot um, afford, like literally there are lives at stake. You cannot afford to listen to people's opinions because it's going to literally cost you your assignment. And I literally had to every single day say, "I, I, I don't care. I don't care what my parents think. I don't care what family members think. I understand the assignment that's on my life. I understand who I am supposed to cross paths with. And let me say this, what God shared with me, and I can share it on the podcast because I'm super transparent with y'all, is God said to me, I need people to understand I took you to that place and it wasn't a degree. And so I've literally been able to work um, in school departments and work with our city officials and start programs and do all this. And people always look at me and they say, wait, you don't have a degree. No, but I have the spirit of God and he gave me his wisdom. And so I've been able to do things that people with degrees usually do. And so what I'm telling you is allow God's way to overrule your logic in this season, because I'm telling you, God, watch yourself, watch yourself, watch yourself, listen, because he does all things well. And people look now at my life and they're just like, wait, but you don't have, no, I don't have a degree. I don't at all. Can I say this? Can I say this? Cause you just said something so amazing. You just said something so amazing and they need to catch this. Your logic will not be able to explain this season. My God. Oh my God. I just just felt the wind. Yeah. Your logic, your ability to try and articulate this through your mind and through your logic, it will not be acceptable in this season. If you are going to be purposeful for God, listen, I I don't really care if y'all get mad at me, if y'all listen or not. I'm going to just say it and you can talk to God about it later. If you think that you are going to define this season through your practicality and through and through your logic, through your own logic, you have you're gonna miss the move of God. You are going to hear, hear what I'm saying to you because this is going to be an unorthodox movement that is going to break out in the kingdom of God in this season. And if you think that your logic is going to help you to find it, to quantitate it, to qualify it, you are going to miss the move of God. And what you think, let me let me go here and say this now, because I'm in another vein. And what you think is a move of God is not always a move of God. Let me help y'all. What, what, what you think is a move of God, because, mm-hmm. we, we, because let's be honest, as a culture of people, we've gotten conducive to a sound. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. sound, when we hear it, we think that it is God moving. 
But yeah. sometimes it is not God moving. Okay. It is just us in our own sound that we're familiar with that's helping us to, to mm-hmm. feel like God is moving. No, in this season, it's going to be so unorthodox that it's going to blow your mind. Your logic is not going to be able to define this next season. Let me go ahead and say this while I'm here. You, uh-huh, you that are listening, uh-huh, you that are listening, uh-huh, you, you ought to point to yourself and say, I'm an agitator of the kingdom of darkness. Do you realize you have been assigned to agitate the kingdom of darkness? That is the reason why individuals think that you're this or think that you're that. It is because they don't understand what you've been assigned to agitate. They've been trying to qualify it and quantify it under their practicality, under their logic, but they don't even know who you are. They thought that they knew who you are, but I want to speak into every spirit that's going to listen to this. You are about to walk in a undefined unorthodox, come on, un- unoriginated, come on. You are getting ready to walk in such an authority that is going to agitate the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness, as we speak, is setting up plans to distract you because he knows the power that you have to agitate his kingdom. That's the reason why you had to experience the last couple months in 2020 like you did. That's the reason why you had to feel those emotions in 2020. That's the reason why you had to cry so much in 2020 because God was trying to get you to be strong enough to be able to handle your assignment. You are built for this. Let me all build for this. You are built for this. You you experienced that much from May to September, from, from February to June. Whatever much you experienced the heaviness of the weight of frustration, you experienced it because God needed you to deal with it, to, to walk through it, so that he can get you to a strength place to be able to handle what's going to come up against you in this new assignment. But I declare that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. I declare that the peace of the Lord would be your strength. I declare that his angels would tap about you in this season because woman of God, man of God, you are a, a you are assigned to agitate the kingdom of darkness. You are assigned to agitate the kingdom of darkness. You are assigned to agitate, to, to agitate the kingdom of darkness. Now get up and agitate. Come on, get up and live. Come on, get up and fulfill. Come on, get up and move. You are assigned. Ooh, you're assigned. Hallelujah. 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 You're assigned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. to God. Glory to God. My God, hallelujah. 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 Y'all, I'm trying to move. I can't. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My God, my God, my God. Y'all, if he ain't talking to y'all, he's talking to me because I tell you guys all the time. Um, and I don't, we've never had this conversation. So I'll share it with you. Last year, the Lord literally, the Lord, 
I won't even say the Lord. Let me take that back. So in August of last year, the enemy tried to kill me twice, literally got into two different car accidents, one where the um, person had hit me and I didn't realize they hit the gas tank. Um, and I was continuing to drive the car and um, pull it over to the side. And the person was like, if you had continued to drive it, the car would have blew up. Um, the second, literally the enemy tried to have an Amazon truck take me out on my driver's side. And I remember in August being to the point where I had anxiety and depression and I'm, it's going to tie into what I'm talking about today. Um, and I had just wanted to give up when I tell you I was tired, I was tapped out. I told the Lord, um, especially because we had just been ministering so much and just doing so many different things in the ministry. I told God I was super tired and this is just too much. And I got to the point where I was like, God, I'm tired. I don't want it anymore. And I was sharing that with my mentor the other day because I called her and I just started crying and sharing with her um, how I was feeling. And the other day on Clubhouse, we we hosted a Clubhouse with women and the Lord reminded me of that moment. And as you were speaking, it reminded me that we can't afford to give up because on the other side, there's victory and there are people who need us. And what I need y'all to understand is that what he was talking about is the enemy is upset. Listen, he tried to take us out in those moments because he understood if he could have defeated us then and we would have stopped in our tracks, that we would not be able to walk in the fullness of what God is doing in this season. And so I need you all to catch what he just shared, what he just released, because I'm telling you, I am telling you that if you just receive what the man of God just released, I'm telling you that you are going to walk into a season of favor. You are going to walk in a season where you understand why things happen the way that they happen. You are getting ready to walk into your best season, my God. And I'm not just saying it because it's a new year. I'm telling you people of God that God is literally doing something new in this season and he's shifting and he's causing the real remnant to rise up and do what they've been assigned to do. Why? Because the people need what is inside of you. I'm going to say that again. The people need what is inside of you. So you cannot afford to give up. You cannot continue to battle and struggle with your call. You must say yes and you must give God a full yes, because he's saying there's purpose in you even before marriage. And that is why we did this um, call. And this is why we've been doing the series, because God is like, I need them to tap into what I have for them and stop being so focused on getting married. I need them to understand in their single season that I have some things that they need to do that they will not be able to do when they're married. So I thank you for releasing that. I thank you for sharing that because I'm sitting over here and I'm about to just go run in my hallway because <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I'm just encouraged today. So thank you. Um, I know we got to continue with questions, but I just needed to share that. Thank you. So I know y'all are being blessed right now because I'm telling you for me, my God, my God, I'm over here like trying to, um, trying to get it together because my God, thank you. Jesus. I don't know if you have anything to say. I just need to share that real, real quick. Um, no, because if I keep going, we're going, we ain't going to get to the rest of these questions because <laughs> I mean, I just, I just really, God is really pulling us into his divine plan. Yeah. We, we talk about the divine plan, but like, what is it? It is a plan yeah. that even most of us cannot put into proper articulation. Say it. And and when we talk about in the last days that he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh, I believe it's happening now. Yeah. I believe it's happening now. And it does not mean that the end times are 
you know, like around the corner going to happen next month. But I believe that whatever God does in the earth, he sets it up way before he makes the move. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and what I believe is that there is yes. a divine, uh, a divine presence that is arresting multiple people across this world that where they once lost the language of Christ because they were trying to be cool. They didn't want to upset people. People said they were too rough. People said they were mean. People said, oh, your delivery is too harsh. I believe that the Lord has given them such a divine presence now and he's backing them in the kingdom. That what was was once sounding harsh to ears is now going to sound like relief to ears. What what was once sounding... what was once sounding like judgment is now sounding like relief. What was once sounding like, oh, they point the finger at me is now sounding like relief. Uh, I believe that God just had to take us to a point in time where we as individuals um, could mature and grow up uh, in his divinity, uh, uh, in his power. But I believe that the shift is happening now. Um, and it's happening with multiple people around this world, multiple countries. Um, it, it's happening. So absolutely. Come on, let's get in these questions. Cause we're going to get yes, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. y'all. And I'm just sitting here listening. And I told y'all so much wisdom. I'm, I'm just listening because literally I just had this conversation with my mentor last night with what you were just saying. So we're going to get in these questions, y'all. I told you, we're, we're going to get into these questions, y'all, but I told y'all already, I warned you that he has so much wisdom. So I just, listen, I just like sitting back and listening. Um, the next question that I have for you, cause I'm going to try to get to these questions. Like you said, um, I guess we've answered that one. We've, we've answered that one. All right. This is a good one. How do you know you're ready to date? That's a really great question. Um, I'm guilty of probably going before time a few times in dating. Um, if I may be honest, um, there were some times when I was not ready. <laughs> um, right. And, and hear me, not being ready is not about what you have and what you don't have. OK. Um, when I say not being ready, I'm talking about emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, spiritually. Right. Uh, especially if you're going to encounter some amazing people. Right. Um, I would never, ever say that any um, ex of mine that I've, that I've dealt with has not been amazing. I, I feel like they all been amazing. Um, but the question that I have to ask myself is, were they necessarily for me? Yeah. Right. Um, because I think what we uh, miss about us is that sometimes people can be amazing and they can look amazing, right? And they can be amazing on paper and in life, but do they fit who God is calling you to be? And that's no indictment against the individuals because you as an individual, you also have a, have a, have a you know, you, you have a decision to make. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up because let, let me be very honest. Uh, I, I call myself a hopeless romantic. Um, have I, have I done some, some things that I'm not proud of in, in some of my relationships? Absolutely. Uh, and I've made repentance uh, for them and asked the Lord to forgive me for them. Right. But however, I'm a hopeless romantic, which means that when I confess you, 
to be, you know, my lady or my girlfriend, I'm going all in. I'm going balls to the wall. The problem with that is when you go balls to the wall or when you go uh, uh, like just straight uh, forward with a person, when God sees it's time to end and time to cease, you find yourself in a heartbroken place. And so then God started talking to you and was like, well, you're heartbroken because I never really sent you that way to be in love. I possibly could have sent you that way for assignment or I possibly could have sent you that way for friendship. Right. Because we also look at assignment as as if it's a bad thing. You being somebody's assignment is not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's a growth thing. But we're too arrogant in our own minds to look at that because we always want to quantitate something with the fact of something being greater or more than than this. Um, But I I refuse to look at it like that. Sometimes an assignment helps bring you into a, a light or a place that you need to be in for the betterment of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. For the betterment of yourself. And I think that what we have done is try to divide, try to define God's plan solely off of what we think and not allowing God to watch this to move in his unorthodox way. <laughs> in his unorthodox way. There is nothing about Jesus that is orthodox, but the word of God. But it's very unorthodox. Who shows up in a land, takes mud, puts it in a blind man's eye, and heals him? Mm-hmm. That's unorthodox. Who, who, come on. Who shows up, sits all these people down on the ground, and was like, oh, we only got five fish, but I believe by faith we're going to have enough. And then able to feed all of them. That's unorthodox. And so I just believe that, you know, we have to... Um, this change our mindset um, revolving around some things. And, and I believe we'll get there. I like that. And y'all know, we always talk about permission to pursue on this podcast. And so essentially that's exactly what he said is that um, before God sends you somebody, you need to ask, you know, do I have permission to pursue it in a relationship and friendship and ministry, um, a job, you know, whatever you're looking for, you need to ask, you know, permission. And it goes back to really being accountable to the Holy Spirit. So thank you for sharing that. I also want to say this because I didn't, y'all, I didn't warn him. So I call um, the person that God has for all of us purpose partners. So essentially, as I was listening to him, he's just telling you all that we all have purpose partners and we say it on the podcast all the time. Um, or at least let me say, I say it all the time that, you know, somebody can be a good person. They're just not good for you. So thank you for sharing that. And the next question that I have, because Somehow, some way we have lost accountability in the church for a lot of things. And we don't, um, a, a lot of young Christians don't necessarily respect leadership and don't really feel like they need to be submitted. And so my question to you is that, do you believe, um, that when people are dating or are entering into courtship, you know, because some people believe in that or even engagement, should people have a spiritual covering? Should they be submitted to a pastor where they're sharing their relationship and everything that's going on? Or do you think it's just between the two individuals? So, you know, what's so funny. Um, I look at covering very differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me say this and, and pre-reference this conversation with I believe in covering. Do I believe that it necessarily looks like the way that we've created in a 
um, context of the European uh, way that we read from uh, however we can con- construct it from what we read? Um, no, um, because my mama is spiritually inclined. Um, do I necessarily need a spiritual mother? No, because she's a spirit. She's my mother. And she's spiritually inclined. Um, I think that oftentimes we mismanage what that current looks like. Um, if you don't have parents that are um, that are not spiritually inclined, if you don't have people that are not spiritually inclined, then yes, your pastor may be the next person on the bracket that serves as that level of spiritual covering. Um, you, 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 that, that, that your pastor may be the person that serves as that spiritual covering. So I believe that a spiritual covering is an individual who, number one, is spiritually sound, um, but a person that you are also accountable to, right? Being accountable to a pastor is one form of spiritual covering. Um, but I think that having, having someone that you are accountable. And when I say someone, I'm not talking about any old person. Cause I, I got to clear this up. Right. Because some people will be like, well, let me go get my cousin. They spiritually sound and they can be my cover. No, 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 no. What I am saying is that it's gotta be somebody that's mature enough yeah. to hear God and to speak into you from what God is saying. Watch this, and also be able to correct you when you are wrong. And um, I don't believe that that comes in all forms of a pastor or a bishop or an apostle. That I think that a covering, a spiritual covering, can look multiple ways. I think that we in this European world, we've made it about pastors because that's the closest thing to what we um, what we see. And what we know to be a spiritual recovery, um, but I believe that it can look uh, look very different. So yes, to answer your question, I think that people should have a spiritual recovery. Yes, um, I think that people should have a spiritual recovery. I think that relationships should have a spiritual recovery, but it's got to be someone. Not, you know, oftentimes we say it's got to be somebody that knows you, right? But I think that it's got to be somebody that you're honest with. Yeah. Because even somebody that knows you can miss the honesty of who you are. Yeah. Yes. Can, can I can I say that one more time? Yeah, just you because you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because just because you know a person don't mean you being honest with the person, right? And just because they know you don't mean that they know everything about you. You could have been born, raised, <laughs> and everything <laughs> with them. It doesn't mean that they still know everything about you. I believe it's got to be somebody that you aren't afraid to share everything about you. I'm talking about the moment that you threw temper tantrums, the moment that you felt like giving up, the moment you was in some stuff. And I won't even walk through all of the stuff that people have been in or I've, I've experienced through my life. But it's got to be somebody that you can trust with the information that you know is going to say, you know what? Okay. All right, this is why this happened, but I need you to get up from here and do this. Okay. Okay. I need you to take a couple of days. You know what I mean? So yes, I do I do believe in that. Absolutely. Y'all, that was that was good. He gave us some sound because I think a lot of times people feel like they have to submit their relationship to their pastor, but just listening to you, sound counsel, sound godly counsel who, you know, you can really trust. So thank you um for sharing that because I think a lot of people try to figure out how to maneuver that in this day and age. And I think that's helpful because some people, um, some millennials may not even have a pastor, but they have 
people around them who are biblically sound um, and can give them solid advice. So thank you for sharing that because I think that will Yeah, and, and, and that's it right there. Sound people who give godly advice, right? And who know how to make it relevant to who you are. Because see, here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes with, with this thing that we call uh, church, the entity of God, sometimes we can say stuff that's so generic that fits everybody, but a spiritual covering should be able to say something that directly promotes and bring out the baby that lives inside of you. Exactly. And when, when that is not happening, um, and when I talk about the baby, I'm not talking about just you fulfilling assignments or purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about for what you want to be, for who you want to be, for who God is calling you to be. If that means, you know, if that means they, for, for me, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And so um, I need somebody who understands that, teaches me how to work and maneuver through that with maturity and understanding. And I think that's, I think that's where we are. Like there are people who heaven has assigned here on earth that do not possess a title, but they, they can be somebody's spiritual covering. Oh yeah. They get. Yeah. Okay. I will. Cause I'm out here. Like I stand on my own, you know, like one of the things that I'm, one of the things that I'm grateful of, my mother used to say this all the time. She used to be like, Dwayne, when I was growing up, the teachers would call me like, he talked too much. He talking in our classes. And sometimes we'll demonize that in a child when they're growing up. But the reality of it is that- They call me talk too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they say you talk too much. But the reality of it mm-hmm. is, is that when you grow into your own, God takes the characteristics that people demonize and oh. uses it for his glory. Okay, I'm getting ready to be done. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, the problem is they caught me an agitator when I was coming up my sisters my brothers even 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 people that have most recently been in my life but the problem was they didn't realize that 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 trait that was inside of me is a trait that I also used in the kingdom of darkness to educate to agitate the enemy and I believe that what we do is we demonize people's traits because we don't understand who they are. And that's why I'm getting back to this point. You need a spiritual covering that is not just keeping you as a number on the wall, as a fly in the pews, as a person that just pays tithes, but you need somebody who can directly talk to who you are and that who you can share who you really are with them and they help you walk through it from a biblical and a practical sense. That's good. That's good. And y'all know how I feel about that because I share with them a lot. My mentor, she doesn't have a title um, in the sense of being a pastor or an apostle or a bishop or, you know, that. But God literally told me and has confirmed that through, you know, my former covering that she's my Elijah and I'm to be her Elisha. And so I think that people don't realize that your spiritual covering does not have to be necessarily your pastor. Um, it can be an individual who doesn't have a title. And I think that's powerful um, that you shared that because I've had many people who have DM me because they struggle with that because the Lord is, you know, sending them somebody, but they feel like, oh, well, it's not, you know, it's not my pastor. So what do I do? So I thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know why they feel like that? They feel like that because the church at large in some ways have made and condemned people for operating outside of the space that we call church. And part of that is because individuals with insecurities can't handle individuals who are speaking into you, directly into you, 
who are saying something that they may not. So they fear the conflict. They fear, they fear the conflict of an individual who is properly telling you something right because they're properly telling you something wrong. And so, and this is not for every case. This is not for every case because I'm mature enough to know this is not every case, but this is for some people. Some people have been under stuff that's been telling them something wrong for okay. years. Yeah, yeah. For years. And so they fear, some people fear them getting a mentor who is spiritually sound because one thing that I know, and I'm going to say this, and I hope this gets me in trouble. We talk about slavery from the mindset of the white man to the black man, but there is slavery in churches. Because, yep, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you can right, go there because I've said let it. Me, let me, let me, let me, and, and, and I know you're going to publicate this, so that's why I'm saying it uh, because I want to, I want to make people's mind leap and say, whoa, yeah, we, we, we've exercised slavery at its best in the church. We We've given people enough just to come back Sunday after Sunday. Uh, we've told people to do this. And now because people are in this 21st century and they're not seeing things happen, we blame it back on the people and say, well, you people of lack of faith, whoa, you people of this. But the reality of it is it wasn't the people. It was because of your guidance. Your guidance was incorrect. Your guidance was false. Your guidance wasn't proper because you got into a system. You didn't get into the face. <laughs> you you got into a system of God, but not the face of God. And I just believe this. I'm, I'm radical enough to believe this. And, and for those who may listen to this, hey, uh, you may disagree with me. Okay, perfectly fine. We all have our own opinions. But here's the reality. When we get into the face of God, we hear things differently. Yeah, we see things differently. This is why we've been preaching stuff in the church that is not in alignment with God. We've been coming into the church yeah. with cliche-ish words that yeah. are not God. Well, I can forgive, but I don't have to forget. Yeah. Show me in God's text where you don't have to forget. Yeah. Show me and I'll call you a liar. Yeah. I'll call you a liar. I'll call you. No, the problem is, once again, going back to that, we don't want to operate in upsetting the kingdom of darkness. We want to be trendsetters. So it's much easier for us to be in the trend than to us to be different. Because if we're different and there's nobody backing us, there's nobody liking our post, there's nobody applauding us, there's nobody saying amen to us, then we feel like we haven't arrived. But here's the issue. Paul did not have individuals liking his posts on Facebook, right. Instagram, or Twitter. He did not have individuals, Lord help me. He did not have individuals who were applauding him. But what he had was the voice of God. Oh, can I just say that one more time? What he had was the voice of God. In this season, I'm going to say it one more time. In this season, you've got to get the voice of God keened into your ear. You've got to get the voice of God keened into your ear so that when people start speaking, you understand where they're speaking from and how they speak it and recognize, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I'm good. Hey, nice to meet you. God bless you. But you walk away doing what God called you to do. Absolutely.